All right. Well, good morning. That video was a video they played at CIY. Lady's name's Jackie Hill. She's pretty good. She's packs a lot in a little bit of time. That little clip was about forgiveness, obviously, but in case you didn't know. <laughs> um, originally, I wrote this sermon to go with the contest they were doing, but like now for the youth Sunday, I've changed a few things, so like it's, it is now. Decided to do it on forgiveness because it was one of the hard-hitting things they did at CIY, and it seemed to kind of just impact a lot of people. And the Bible seems to talk a lot about it. A lot. <laughs> so today we're going to talk about forgiveness again in the book of Matthew. So if you have your Bibles, it's Matthew 18. Well, it might be on the screen, I don't know. 18, 21 through 35. We read about the parable of the unmerciful servant. It says in 21, Then Peter came to Jesus and asked him, How many times shall I forgive my brother when he sins against me? Up to seven times? Jesus answered, I told you, not seven times, but seventy-seven times. Therefore, the kingdom of heaven is like a king who wanted to settle the counsel of his servants. As he began the settlement, a man owed him ten thousand talents was brought, him, brought to him. Since he was not able to pay, the master ordered that he, his wife, and his children, and all that he owed, all that he owned, be sold to pay his debt. To repay his debt. The servant fell onto his knees before him and begged, Be patient with me. I'll pay you back, and I'll pay you back everything. Oh, yeah, everything. Shoot. Anyway. The servant's master took pity on him and canceled the debt and let him go. When the servant went out, he found one of the, his fellow servants who owed him a hundred denarii, which is a significantly amount less. I did the research a long time ago, but I don't know what it was. It was something really little. He grabbed him again and choked him. Pay back what you owe me, he demanded. His fellow servant fell to his knees and begged him, Be patient with me, and I will pay you back. But he refused. Instead, he went off and had the man thrown into prison until he could pay back the debt. When the other servants saw what had happened, they were greatly distressed and went and told their master everything that had happened. The master called the servant in, you wicked servant, he said. I cancel all that day of yours because you begged me to. Shouldn't you have had the mercy on your fellow servant just as I had in you? In his anger, the master turned him over to the jailers to be tortured until he could pay back all he owed. This is how my heavenly father will treat you unless you forgive your brother and sister from your heart. There's three points I want to make about forgiveness. The first point is that is that like first point we need to for, we need to forgive so that we 
do not misrepresent God. We read in Matthew 18.31, it says, When the other servants saw what had happened, they were greatly outraged and went and told their master everything. This This verse points out that when you don't forgive, it doesn't make you look like a good ambassador for Christ. God calls us to live our lives in a way that glorifies Him. And when we don't, we look as cruel as an unmerciful servant. When we don't live the way we're supposed to, it makes other people think negatively about God and negatively about Christians in general. When we don't forgive others, it makes God look bad. And we become like hypocrites. And a little fun fact, the origin of the word hypocrite used to refer to like Greek actors back in the day, back in the way back in the day. Um... It was an actor who used to hold two masks in a play to switch characters. That gives a new meaning to the two-faced. Understand sometimes you may not want to forgive. Like, it's understandable. C.S. Lewis once said, Everybody thinks that forgiveness is a lovely idea until he has something to forgive. Now we'll get back to that. But, but think about how this makes you look. The Bible says no good tree bears bad fruit, nor does a bad tree bear good fruit. Each is recognized by its fruit. People do not pick figs from thorn bushes or grapes from briars. So what this is saying, if you're supposed to be a Christian, you're supposed to act like it. And just one way we do that is by forgiving others. See how that all ties in. People will know whether you're a Christian or not by how you act. It's pretty simple. If it looks like a duck, it talks like a duck, it's pretty not, probably not camel disguise. I mean, probably not camel disguise. So when people look at you, do they see a Christian? Do they see, see who you say you are? You know the metaphor like father is like son. Is that true for you? We are called to mimic our Father in heaven forgiveness. We're supposed to live our lives changed for God by expressing His love and His grace and His mercy as His children. How can we say to others that God has forgiven you through his love and his grace and his mercy, but, but the same, we act the same way as you did before you were saved? God's forgiveness needs to, yeah, God's forgiveness needs to shine in us. Do you forgive like the grace of God? Now, I mean, no one can live up to that standard, but we have to try. We need to forgive us so we don't misrepresent God. Also, we need to forgive others as God has forgiven us. We should live our lives changed by God's forgiveness. The Bible says in verses 13 through 33 here, Then the master called the servant in, You wicked servant, I canceled that, all that debt of yours because you, ever, ah, because you begged me to. Shouldn't you have had mercy on your fellow servant just as I had in you? Now let me go back to what I said before. Sometimes we may not want to forgive. Most times because we feel so battered, so bruised, and so hurt that we don't want to forgive. We feel like they don't deserve it. We feel like they've done so many awful and wicked and just evil things to us that don't deserve our forgiveness. Let me ask you a question. Did you deserve it? C.S. Lewis once said, To be a Christian means to forgive the inexcusable because God has forgiven the inexcusable in you. The point I'm trying to make here is that we were so bad that the only fate worthy for us was to be eternally engulfed in hell. We were inexcusable. 
I mean, it's a little harsh, but it's true. We didn't deserve the clean slate. There was no way, there was only one way to atone for that sin, was the shedding of blood. Here's what the Bible says. Everyone has sinned. It says in Romans 3.23, For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Let's be honest here. No one has sinned, like, yeah, let's be honest here. Who here is sinless by the show of hands? Good. No, there no, should be no hands raised. Before we had Matt raising his hand. Like, ooh, 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 ooh. It also says the wages of sin is death. Romans 6.23. doesn't matter what, what it was. It could have anything from lying to murder. It was all worthy of the fires of hell. Everyone was wrong God in some shape or form. In fact, hell would be where we're going if, we had, if it hadn't been for one thing. Or should I say someone? Gee, I wonder who that could be. You get a hint with the name. All right. I don't want to get away. But it starts with, starts with a J. Ends in Jesus. <laughs> it's not Josephus. <laughs> yes. It's like pulling teeth. If it, were not, if it were not for Jesus, then we would not have forgiveness. He paid the price for us, and he took our punishment that was rightfully ours, and freed us from the, the dangers of the fire of hell. And he did all of this, even though we didn't deserve it. That's why it's called grace. See, justice is getting what you deserve. Do something wrong, get what you deserve. Mercy is not getting what you deserve. You're spared the punishment. Grace is getting what you don't deserve. So instead of going on a one-way trip to hell, which was what we rightly deserve, the tickets are torn. Confetti. This is what grace is. With grace, the chains of hell will no longer have a hold on us. We are free. We are free to run straight into God's arm by His grace. And that is this grace that is freely given by faith. So with all this in mind, we need to forgive us as God has forgiven us. We didn't deserve this forgiveness, yet God so graciously, graciously loved us through Jesus. Not only has God give, died to graciously forgive you through Jesus, but he stretches out his nail-scarred hands and graciously wants to give you eternal life through faith. So now when we look at someone that does, now when you look at someone that doesn't deserve to be forgiven, remember that you didn't deserve God's forgiveness either. You didn't deserve forgiveness either. Yeah, out of love, He forgave you. And we should go and do likewise. And when you forgive, and this brings me to my third point, you should have your heart behind it. The Bible says in Matthew 18, 34-35, in his anger, the master turned him over to the jailers to be tortured until he could pay back all that he owed. This is how my heavenly Father will treat you unless you forgive your brother and sister of all your heart, no, from your heart. This is basically saying, without repentance in your heart and genuine forgiving from your heart, we are basically just, in spite of all that Jesus did for us, we're basically just spitting in God's face. 
says you in it says in Matthew six fourteen to thirty five, for if you forgive other people when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others your sins, your your Father will not forgive you your sins. We've wronged so we've wronged God incomparable compared to how they've wronged us. And all of a sudden it's a problem when like they just we mess up. In the parable on the unmerciful servant, the master owed an incredible well, the servant, the unmerciful servant, owed an incredibly large amount to the master. But when the other servant came along and just had this minute little amount, then it's just all of a sudden it's a problem. We should have respond we should respond how the unmerciful servant should have responded. How he didn't respond was wrong. Well how he did respond was wrong. Now I explain this really well. Um How he should have responded is how we should respond. How he should have. We should let it affect our hearts and move us into move us to forgive the same way because we know how how it feels to want to be forgiven. Colossians three thirteen says, "Bear with each other and forgive one another." If only if any of you has a grievance against someone. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. The thing is that we have to forgive from our hearts. I mean, anyone can say, I forgive you. It's no big deal. It's called lying. Not mean it. Just as anyone can say that Jesus is the Christ and don't believe it. It's where your heart lies with that statement. Because if you truly believe, your heart will show it. If you truly forgive us, it will show as well. I mean, you see this easily with little kids. Like, some little kid will do something wrong, and they'll get in trouble, and the parent will come over and say to the other kid, without her, say, say you're sorry, and the kid will just give this look. It's just like he's not really, doesn't really care. She's looking down the ground. Don't look up. Those piercing eyes won't look at me. You can really tell by their body language that the whole time that they're just thinking in the back of their head, I'm not sorry, John took my crayons. But you get the point. If you're truly forgiving from your heart, it will show. Just as if you're truly sorry, it will show. Your heart powers everything you do. In Proverbs 4.23 it says, Above all else, guard your heart, for everything you do flows from it. So in simplest terms, if you're forgiving from your heart, it will show, because everything you do flows from it. This reaffirms what I said before that people will know whether you're a Christian by how you act, and people will know where your heart is by how you live your life. When you forgive, you need to forgive from your heart because it will show in your life. Not only that, but God wants to God calls us to forgive others so as not to misrepresent Him. And forgive others as He's forgiven us. 
That's it.